ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. All right, Stephen Fonte, Mario Sacco, back with you here on a Friday edition of Orange Nation as we we bring on our good friend John Ryan, 28-year professional sports better. Uh, uh, He's with us on QSportsTalk.com if you want to get there now, and he can... Bring us his uh, his best bets heading into the weekend. John, how are you today? Great to see you as always. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm glad to know that uh, there's people out there that do fade me because last night would have been a perfect time to probably <laughs> yeah, do that unfortunately, with Seattle I didn't, Seahawks, right? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately I didn't. Uh, as we were both watching the game thinking, why didn't I go the other way? All right, so let, let's start there then, John. Um, tell us about last night's game and uh you know i feel like this is even though you've been doing this a long time i feel like we all you know you know i've been in uh tv for 24 years i still learn as i go you know it's like it's you're, you're constantly evolving what uh, what'd you take away from last night's game well i did a little video clip on this game with a system and uh, it was 35 and 13 against the spread for 73 percent as we can see here on the slide but you might also notice that it's 15-0 and 0 with two pushes the last 10 seasons. And I emphasized, fortunately, I emphasized caution because it doesn't automatically mean that we're going to 16-0. and 0, And it could easily be 15-1. and 1, And then mentioning about the grind every single week, one play does not make success of a season or profitability for a season. And, um, you know, I guess that part of my analysis was prophetic because Seattle really laid an egg last night and did not play well at all. But still, this system over 20 years has not had one losing season. Yes, it lost last night, but that means you come right back with the same numbers when they qualify. And, And really, to me, in my world, the team does not matter. I'm not betting on mascots unless it's the Syracuse Orange, then that matters. <laughs> but seriously, you know, I'm betting the numbers, and uh, that's what matters most. All right, let me ask you this. So I, I'm going to put you on the spot here because I know this isn't necessarily one of the games that we were planning to talk about, but you say you, you, you bet on the numbers, not on the teams. So we just found out the Jets, for instance, are, are changing their starting quarterback again. Mike White's out. He, he, you know, he's got the rib injury, uh, and it looks like Zach Wilson back in there. Um, and I know that the line will adjust in Vegas, but but you as a as a professional sports better, how much does that matter when you know that there's a quarterback change? How much do you take that into account when you're looking at the numbers? Well, we have um, you know a really interesting situation, the dichotomy between what's going on in San Francisco with uh, Purdy, who you know I, this pun is intended. You know he's pretty good. I had to say that. <laughs> and then we have the situation um, over, you know, in, in the Jets land with this toxicity and the number two pick overall in the draft in Zach Wilson. As we know, Purdy was the last player drafted, the first player ever in the history of the NFL to throw a pass. And, uh, you know, he looks like he's been working out with Tom Brady uh, quite a bit. It, it really, to me at least, it looks like the same type of quarterback. Don't turn the ball over. Let the defense win. And if we remember back in those Patriot years, Belichick, you know, relied on that defense to win games. And it reminds me so much of what San Francisco is going through now. But to your question, I I think this is very important because Mike White was really starting to get that team to play well. The Jets have one of the best defenses in the game today. Whether they are going to come out and play with the, the heart and soul was Zach Wilson under center is my big million-dollar question. My models were leaning towards Detroit 
John, I think we lost you. Are you there? No, nope. John Froze. So let's uh, we'll see if we can get uh, John back. I think he was he started that to say that line's one now. I do believe or one and a half. What uh, what was it, it before? The, Wasn't it about that? The, I'm not sure how much Zach Wilson matters in terms of the numbers. That's why I was asking because we've seen the difference with White versus then do you Wilson. Ride with the Lions because well, I think he was about to say uh, we lost him and hopefully we can get him back. I think he was about to say that the his models were pointing toward the Lions before. And so now, even more so, matter, even if, I, I would I would assume team. that's where he was going with that. Um, so anyway, we'll because see if we can get him back. Still make the playoffs, like they're you know. The, so the Lions can yeah, still make the playoffs that's, too. That's what oh, I'm I thought saying. you meant the Jets. Sure. Okay, yeah, yes, uh, they're playing good football. So it is a road game, though. So we'll see because in, in indoors they've been very good, um, and that Jets you know Jets still have a really good defense. defense good. So. We'll we'll see how that uh, that whole thing plays I out. But. I can't solve the Jets. I understand it all goes with their quarterback situation, but I like <laughs> you know one week they're beating the Bills and the next they're losing to bad teams. Like I, I don't get it. Well, that's uh, you know the NFL can be difficult to figure out as uh, as I think anybody who tries to to bet on it week after week uh, has has learned. Uh, it can be difficult. I do want to get John's thoughts on on uh, betting on the the bowl games because again, it's it's more than numbers. The personnel you have to take into account the personnel who's there, who's not there. Uh, in the case of you know the the transfer portal in the college football landscape, you know well, so it's many more teams of a different are, at at the big schools, so to say, Steve, than the teams that we see playing today. Well, you know right. what I mean, like yes, like, yes, like a yes. Troy and, yeah. and you. But I mean, yeah. I, I think it's happening everywhere. I mean, I I don't know the ins and outs of the Troy Trojans and how many guys have hit the portal to Come this on. point. Sun Belt's not your and uh, especially with an earlier bowl game, maybe they just wait until after the bowl game and then they hit the portal. Yeah. Um, so you're right. I I don't know the ins and outs of some of these smaller schools, but with the the Power Fives, yeah, I, I wonder how much you take that into account. John is uh, back with us. We got him on the phone line now. Uh, John, great to have you back on. Um, so you were you started to say the, the your models were pointing toward the Lions. Were you going to say I'm going with the Lions either way? Is that is that where you were going with that? Yeah, and even more so with uh, Zach Wilson because I personally don't trust him at all. Uh, it's like trusting the electricity around here. Recently, we just had a massive power surge from uh, the pipeline construction, so everything everything's out. So sorry about that. But seriously, um, you know, with Mike White. Um, in my eyes, is the starting quarterback of the New York Jets. Zach Wilson is number two quarterback. And it, it, it makes too many questions for me to even think about backing the Jets. All right, I do want to ask you about what, uh, to me, looks like a sketchy line. The fact that the Cowboys, I, I know they're on the road, they're taking on Jacksonville. They're only favored by four from what I saw. Uh, what, what do you like about this particular matchup, Cowboys in Jacksonville? Well, I'm glad you brought that one up because this is the upset alert of the week. Uh, Eagle fans will be delighted to hear this, especially if it proves to be correct. We're going to bet on home teams in a non-conference matchup, and that home team is coming off a double-digit win over a divisional rival. Simple as that. 34-9 and is straight-up record, 79% against the spread, 30-12. and With one push, that's 71% against the spread. You know, I'm not afraid to play the money line here, but I'll play it with the spread and maybe, you know, a 10% amount of my normal bet on the money line, which is about three sprinkles. 
All right. Uh, we'll stay with that that division. You mentioned the the Cowboys. How about the you know the Eagles? Uh, they've got uh, they're in Chicago, so they're on the road as well to to take on the Bears. And uh, we still don't know about the health of uh, of the quarterback situation there with Justin Fields. But what 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 do you like about this particular matchup? Well, what I learned last week, guys, and uh, you saw my pick was on the Giants, and we talked about it on the show. Um, you knew in the first five minutes that was a bad pick. And it was just a bad handicap. It was one game, and it was one loss. But what it showed is that the Eagles are not only the best team probably four weeks ago, if not longer, they're getting better. And that has to be scary to the rest of the league. And I think San Francisco's a great team, but that seems to be all we're hearing recently is that San Francisco this, San Francisco that. What about the Eagles? You know, they, they just have been steamrolling people. And now they're playing a team that has three wins on the season with absolutely nothing to play for, even though they're at home. And I think we're getting the Eagles very cheap here, and they're backed by a pretty powerful and highly profitable angle where we're going to bet on favorites of three-and-a-half to nine-and-a-half points. The game is taking place from week five on out to the end of the regular season. And the dog that they are facing has played over the total by a combined 35 or more points in their last five games. That has gone 22 and three straight up, which we really don't care about because this line is about nine, nine and a half, but 17 and eight against the spread, 68%, and the under 18 and seven. And I actually like that even better than the side. But if you're a teaser player, which I'm not, this might be a great opportunity to tease the Eagles and tease the under. All right. I, I do have a, a question. There's one bowl game I know we want to get into, but I have a, I have a, a a bigger question when it comes to college football and the bowl uh, landscape. I know you go by the numbers, but this time of year, you know, we're seeing so many guys, we're seeing in Syracuse, we're seeing it across the country, guys hitting the portal, they're not going to play in the bowl game, or guys sitting out because they've got an NFL future, they're not going to play in the bowl game. How do you approach the college football bowl season um, when, you know, maybe the numbers tell you one thing, but there's all these guys who aren't going to play in the bowl game that are starters and and on their depth chart? That's a great question. The uh, the line movement is, I assume that the line movement that occurs when this news comes out that certain players are not going to play because they're opting for the NFL draft is already baked into the number. The question then is the guys that are number two, number three in the depth chart, what are their capabilities? So, for example, in all due respect to Syracuse, they had a great defense this year. So with those guys not playing in the game, it becomes even more important to see who the defensive players, you know, for next season are going to be that are playing in this bowl game. Compare that to Alabama. Alabama, you know, I have not looked at number two, number three in the depth chart, but I can pretty much assure you that they are they are players that could be starting for any other team in the nation. So the drop off between the guys going into the NFL and the guys that will be playing in the bowl game are nearly as much as say with the Syracuse potentially. And that's, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about the second or third level of Syracuse. It's just the depth that Alabama, look at Georgia this year, perfect example, best defense in the land last year. They get, I think they had what, seven guys in the first round go to the NFL. And what did they do this year? They were number one again, defensively in the nation and ranked number one. So, that's a perfect example with Georgia of what I'm talking about with these bowl games. But you still have to check and just do your, your homework on where these kids came from, what kind of player are they, are they plug-and-play, or is it going to be a major adjustment for them? 
and that and that is what settles the uh, the question at the end of the day. All right, John, uh, we, we're running out of time here, so we got about uh, a minute or less. But tell us about the Fenway Bowl and what do you like about this? Well, the Fenway Bowl, real quick, is I like the under here, and the under has already dropped quite a bit. It's very low for a bowl game, but the under is the bet. One of the teams involved has to be coming off at least one or more consecutive losses. And that team that's on the losing streak has a win percentage of not higher than 60% on the season. And the total is less than 42 and a half points, 13 and three to the under 81% winning bets. I think the under is a solid play tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in Boston. All right. Tough to get up and, and play football at 11 in the morning. Uh, John, we got to run. Thanks so much for the time. Have a great weekend. There he is, our good friend, John Ryan. And with that, we'll wrap up the show right after this on ESPN Radio.